is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Do you think we could learn a few things from a guy that's created over 60,000 home improvement leads from the internet just this year? Yeah, I think so. This is Brian Kaskovalsian from G4 Marketing Group. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking with my friend Todd Barstow from Keyword Connects. 60,000 leads in one year. I'm not even going to set up the introduction. <laughs> we just got to hear what this guy has to say. It is a it's a great interview. You're going to get a ton of useful information that you could use in your business to make more leads from the internet. Now, Todd is also going to be one of my featured experts at Accelerate Live, February seventh and eighth, right here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. To find out more about the Accelerate event, go to accelerateevent.com. And now, let's get to it. Welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Uh, Todd, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Brian, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, giving me the time and the microphone. Cool. So, first question I got to ask you, Todd, is how many leads have you generated so far this year? (laughs) That is uh, that is the perpetual question uh, here in, in in the company Keyword Connects. Uh, this year we have generated roughly forty thousand uh, leads so far this year uh, online, and by the end of the year we'll probably be in the in the ballpark of sixty thousand leads. Now, you know that number is all relative, of course. Uh, leads are great, but they have to turn into appointments, and so if we take that sixty thousand number. You know, we're talking really uh, about 40,000 appointments where, where the uh, our contractors can actually go into the home. So there'll be 40,000 sales appointments uh, from those leads this year. So that's a that's that's a pretty good number of uh, 40,000. So um, for those of you listening and not familiar with with Todd, uh, the reason I asked him that question is uh, so that you guys know that uh, we're talking with a guy that knows how to generate leads for the home improvement business. By the way, what um, what are some of the sectors that you uh, create leads for? The, what home improvement sectors? So specifically, we work in, in most of the major exterior and interior um, types of, of products. So uh, we work with bathroom, reno- bathroom and kitchen renovation. We work with uh, windows, siding, and roofing. Uh, but then we also have uh, specialties in a couple of, you know, the smaller exterior jobs. So things like awnings, uh, gutter protection, uh, we'll do hardscape uh, and paver patio types of work. We also have had uh, a really strong year and we've seen strong consumer sentiment uh, for things like patio covers uh, and sunrooms, which have been super, super popular over the last 18 months. Uh, amongst homeowners that we uh, we market to. Interesting. And 100% of this lead generation is done online, correct? That's correct. 100% is online. And 
it's, uh, you know, homeowners today, you know, it's not a galloping shock that, you know, most homeowners are going online to either look for a contractor, to look for a remodeler, or to at least research those folks that they found. Uh, but they're making decisions online in a, in a really serious way. And uh, that's what our expertise is, is making sure that we get our clients up online and that we can get them uh, clicks that matter and clicks that will turn into leads and then appointments and ultimately sales. So uh, that's, the, that's our focus and our specialty. If you ever wonder who the geeks are that figure this Google stuff out all day for uh, contractors and home improvement, uh, that would be me. <laughs> so what did you, what this year, 2017, you know, that mm -hmm. stuff is changing so fast online. What, what are some of the big things that changed this year? So the number one thing that's changing right now is the, the kind of massive move by homeowners to uh, use mobile technology, uh, even for home improvement and even for large purchases on the home improvement side. Uh, what we're, we're seeing is uh, not just a continuation of homeowners going, okay, I'm gonna use my mobile phone, but they're doing it in just massive, massive numbers to, to give you some uh, a sense of scale. We, we looked at all of our roofing campaigns from the beginning of the year, and in Q1 and Q2, 40% uh, of the leads that we were able to generate were coming from mobile devices. So this is your smartphone, uh, most specifically, uh, where homeowners are making bigger decisions. You know, a roof is a five-figure decision for a homeowner in, in most cases. And, uh, you know, the thinking used to be uh, they're not going to make such a big decision based on what they see on their phone. That's not true anymore. It turns out that homeowners are very willing to make decisions about their house and about major purchases uh, based on what they see on their iPhone. Um, or on their smartphone in general. And that has been a change from a couple of years ago where, um, you know, maybe the technology hadn't advanced as well. People didn't trust their phones. They were a lot using the phone a lot more for research purposes. Now they're actually making calls, submitting forms, and, and you know, being very actionable with, uh, with their mobile phones, which a couple of years ago they weren't. Wow. 40% are starting from a smartphone. Are, 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 iPads included in mobile? In uh, they're not. They're, they're, they're not. And so the, the way the numbers break down is that 40% of leads are going to come from mobile phones, mobile phone phones. And wow. there's another 10% or so that come from tablets. That number's actually shrunk a little bit. Um, uh, homeowners have uh, probably embraced the tablet a little more. This is, this is your iPads and your surfaces a couple of years ago, but are using them less and using their phones more. And the other 50, 52%, depending on, on the category, uh, are still coming from desktops or laptop uh, computers. Uh, but it is, uh, the phone revolution is here, and uh, it appears to, to be maintaining its momentum uh, at this point. So it's not just a flash in the pan, it's going to stick around for a while. So what do we need to know, given that information, what does today's contractor need to know about this takeover, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it? 
so it's it's interesting it's interesting to get into that a little bit because a lot of the changes are are somewhat subtle uh, and they're they're not things that contractors know about right off the bat and I'll I'll give you an example you know when you have a you had a website five years ago that probably you know looked really nice on a laptop screen and you know on the big wide monitors you had a website that was beautiful and you had it redesigned and it was done well for SEO or organic search purposes and it had a ton of content there and you know it looked like something that was probably very effective at the time the problem is that those same sites from that that time period don't look good on mobile phones they don't render because the screen is so much smaller it's harder for people to click buttons and to navigate and to find what they're looking for that leads to frustration and leads to people clicking away um, Right now, what Google and everybody are promoting are they're called responsive websites, which are sites that are going to look good on your desktop and your laptop, but are also going to look just right on a phone. And they're going to have proper navigation, and they're going to be easy to use and to follow and to uh, click to call. And those responsive websites are more important now than ever with so many more people going to mobile. Uh, for a lot of contractors I've seen have have moved. They've changed the design of the website, and, and they are uh, certainly uh, taking advantage of mobile phones. There are many, many others who are, oh, I did my website a couple of years ago, I don't need to fix it, and they're falling behind, A, for the mobile consumer, and B, in Google's eyes. Google wants to, is looking at your site to make sure that if they serve your listing to a mobile phone, that somebody's going to have a good experience. And if they detect that your site isn't built for mobile, they're not going to list you and they're going to send that homeowner to uh, one of your competitors or to another listing. And so that's why responsive websites are so, so important right now because Google, not only are homeowners, do homeowners need to have a good experience, but Google wants to make sure that they're going to have a good experience. So uh, they're starting to crack down on sites that aren't mobile friendly. So the first thing, obviously, the first thing for everybody to do is to go to their own website on their phone and see what it looks like. And if it's not looking good, um, it needs to change right away. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's super, super important. And uh, it's not something that's going to generate more leads overnight, but it's certainly going to cost you more leads over the long term to not do this. Uh, particularly as more and more homeowners uh, make those choices on or make those choices via the mobile phone and Google as always is watching these these changes so you got to look if the site loads too slowly if it doesn't look good on the mobile site if um, things have a, take forever pictures take forever to show up uh, you've got a problem and it needs to be corrected because uh, homeowners have shorter attention spans than ever, and if they get frustrated, they just click away over and over and over again. Every study has shown it. They literally will wait two, three seconds before they say, the heck with this, I'm going somewhere else, and they click back. Yeah. So if we could stay on this uh, topic for a couple minutes, the website topic itself. So we let's say we've got a responsive site. Let's talk a couple of particulars about the site itself. So mm -hmm. 
what is the first thing that you want a homeowner to see um, when they're looking at their phone and they've they've come across your page? What's the first thing you want them to see? So it's it's there are a couple there are a couple of key elements to a mobile page that that are specific to contractors and home improvement companies that you want. And number one, you have to have the phone number somewhere that's obvious. And so you say, well, but I'm not. I'm selling. I'm selling roofs, or I'm selling kitchens, or I'm selling. I'm not selling phone numbers. And so that's absolutely true. But homeowners always want a phone number. They always want to be able to very quickly call somebody. Uh, the next part is if you're going to have a form, is to use a form, have a small form there. This is these are basic usability tenants, and they are uh, more important than you would ever imagine. But just being easy to use and easy to engage with, that's half the battle right there. You can have a great-looking site, but if somebody's struggling to find your contact information or how to get in touch, you will lose their interest in, in massive numbers. And so being easy to contact and, and intuitive to navigate uh, around is, is step one. So having those are, are key. If you have an offer, the offer is something else to put there. Uh, you know, 15% off, free installation, 90 days, uh, same as cash. Any of those things, those offers do catch the eye and they do follow through uh, on a lot of advertising that the homeowner has seen. And finally, uh, hero shots. If you are, you know, a sunroom company, put a nice, brilliant picture of the sunroom there for somebody to see. And so at that point, you're at kind of three, four, five major elements which can fit on a on a responsive landing page. So uh, it, don't believe when I say, ah, oh, we can't fit that there. You have to look at how other sites have done this because it is possible to get those elements there uh, to be uh, both product-centric and usable for the homeowner. So where, where do you recommend putting the phone number. I want to get a little specific, a little more specific about this. Where do you recommend putting the phone number? Oh, we put it right at the top of the page. Right at the and top. right at the top of the page, and it's right at the top. They can click to call, so they don't even have to dial your number anymore. You just click the phone number; it automatically dials for you. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you're looking for. You just want to get in touch with that homeowner for them to come to you. That's that's a that's a big win right there. Sites that don't have that force extra clicks. What happens when you have to do extra clicks is other things get in the way. Somebody starts crying. Somebody, you know, somebody's kid starts crying. Somebody gets a phone call from somebody else. It's that those fractional moments of time when people are in decision-making mode. You want to try and carry that momentum longer to help that homeowner maintain their momentum. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that keeping that phone number obvious and, and everywhere uh, makes it so much easier for that homeowner to, to, to use you after they found you. You know, the whole time thing is kind of scary. As you're talking about it, I'm <laughs> is, this, is this really what we've become and what we're, we're moving towards? Is that two seconds is too long? That... We could be on our phone, on our device, looking at something like, oh, I need to solve, a, you know, your example, roofing problem. 
and I get a text message from somebody, I hit the text message, now the message app comes up, and I'm gone. I'm all into that's, something else. That's the world we're living in, man. It really is unbelievable that, that we have got to that point. I'm checking my phone at every traffic light. I'm, I'm checking my phone when I hit a stop sign. You know, I gave, I gave a speech last week to a bunch of uh, closet uh, organization contractors down in Texas, and I was about 10 minutes into my speech, and I said, now I want to ask all of you, this is an honesty test. Since I started talking, how many of you have checked your phone? And they all raised their hands. Yeah. And what was weird was I had to raise my hand, too, because I'm up at the podium talking to 120 people, and I saw that I got a text message from my wife. So it's 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 become it's become endemic to a lot of uh, a lot of not just contractors but homeowners everywhere. They wow. are so frequently, 150 times a day, checking their phone. Yeah. By the way, I've seen you do that, and I mean to your credit, um, you don't skip a beat. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, damn dude, you're in front of hundreds of people and you're looking at your phone. It's crazy. And well, I would say uh, I have a problem, but I think everybody has a problem more right. so than just me uh, in that regard. Uh, so it's, it's when I'm doing it, I mean, I'm, I, I am the contractor's target audience. Right. Uh, I'm 45. I have disposable income. I'm making changes to my house for the family and so forth. Uh, that's just the nature of what everybody is, is doing today for, for better or for worse. I, I, I don't champion all this. It's just what's happening. Yeah. So, um, so we talked about the phone number. I also wanted to ask you about the form. Um, and, and there's a science to all of this. There's art, there's science, there's psychology. That's basically, you know, math or, um, I'm sorry, marketing, which this is what we're talking about is marketing. It's just a whole new form of media is about psychology. Um, it's about math. And it's science, too, because a guy like Todd, you can split test so many different variables today, unlike even five years ago and certainly 10 years ago. There was only a certain number of things that you could split test. Today, you're probably running hundreds of tests a month. But my question is, on the form itself... What do you ask for when you're generating leads for your clients? What do your forms ask for? So uh, that's a good question, and uh, I have a couple of different different answers for you. When we first started out uh, doing this, this was 11 years ago, there was some thought amongst our clients that they would rather have more fields, uh, more fields on a form so that the people who filled them out would be more qualified. And it was an interesting thought. And then if you have fewer, fewer fields, then they would be less qualified. And for many years, that turned out to be true. You know, if you had somebody who had to fill out 11, 11 fields, so this would be your name, your address, your city, your state, your zip, your home phone, your cell phone, your email address, your best time to contact, uh, comments, you, you ended up with 10 or 11 different pieces of information that you were asking the homeowner for. And it certainly made for a very qualified lead to ask for, for that much information. 
what we've seen much more so, particularly in the mobile era, is that uh, people are asking for the least amount of necessary information. Yeah. So if you are uh, if you're uh, you know looking for a sunroom, you really need their their name, their phone number, maybe their address, not even necessarily their address, and an email address. And so those kind of three or four pieces of information are all you need to get in contact with the homeowner. And it does improve the conversion rate. Uh, people see less fields, they're more likely to fill it out. If they see too many, they will fall off and, and not end up converting via a form. So now we've got it down on our forms to a much simpler a much simpler number where we ask for, you know, name in one field, address, uh, zip code. We don't even need the city or state anymore, just the zip code, email address, and then, you know, click submit. So it's really four pieces of information that, that we ask for. Yeah. And it seems to it, it certainly seems to work better. So we're on the mobile device. We've got our phone number. Uh, we've got our phone number at the top. Um, readily, easily accessible. We've got our offer. We've got a form. So somebody's scrolling down, scrolling down the page. Do you see them going to multiple pages? And if so, what's is there a more common second page that people are clicking on that they want to go to and see? So uh, it's a good question, and the the answer is is a little bit of both. What we really see are there are users with two two main tracks when they go to a mobile site, and the first track is track is easy, which is they go to that first page and they react to that first page immediately. And so it's it's probably I would say a third of the users, a third to forty percent of the users come in, they go to the home page. They find the information they're looking for there, and they never go anywhere else. It is they are they've made up their mind from the ad. They've made up their mind their mind based on a, a host of other factors, and then they convert right then and there. And that's certainly one path uh, that we definitely see more on mobile. When it comes to the second major path, they come and they go to between three and four different pages or links that you would have on a site. So this is not, all right, I found what I'm looking for. I need a, I need to contact somebody. It's much more investigative. They are looking at the product. They look reading the messaging, and they're, they're educating themselves to a degree Then they may or may not actually make a call or fill out a form. Uh, but we've seen that consistently over the years. That is usually one of those two. There are other scenarios. Not everybody searches alike, but this is certainly how everybody uh, that we see takes one of two one of two major paths, and then there's kind of a whole bunch of mishmash of everything else. Is there after the home page? What would you say is the most important page to? Um, to focus on as, as an owner after the homepage, what would be the most important second page for them to focus on? That's important. So, 
yeah, so the products page is, is, is key. There's no, there's no way around that, particularly if you have a really visual, a visually oriented uh, product. You know, if you have a product, you know, you're selling windows, you want to be able to show visually big, beautiful windows. Same thing with a sunroom, uh, same thing with kitchens and bathrooms. It's a little different if you're talking about, you know, gutters, gutter protection, or uh, basement waterproofing, where it's not, they're not visual products specifically. With those products, it's definitely more geared, on the mobile experience should be more geared to the value proposition and the value that gutter protection will provide or that uh, stopping the leaks in your basement will provide. So they're, they're a little bit different there because the products don't, don't sell themselves where windows certainly can or, um, you know, a, a kitchen or a kitchen remodel can certainly sell itself uh, in that regard. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about as it relates to online um, internet marketing is how important are reviews in lead generation, online lead generation? So that's, that's, that's an interesting question because that's also changing. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't think reviews were all that important in the, in the sense that the whole review idea for contractors and home improvement companies was relatively new and they didn't have, nobody had a lot of reviews to begin with. It was, uh, reviews were being given by teenagers to pizza shops and, and, you know, millennials were starting to review, you know, their, their local hangouts and so forth. But the 45, 50 plus homeowner wasn't really giving those reviews in any great numbers. And so it was, uh, it, I didn't think it had a material effect on, uh, home improvement company's business. I'll tell you what I what I would hear all the time was, "Hey, I've got a bad review, and this was a crazy wingnut homeowner, and um, or this was one of my competitors putting a bad review about me out there, et cetera, et cetera." But everybody had bad reviews, so there was there was no relative advantage or disadvantage out there. That has all changed now, uh, in the sense that. People are much more actively leaving reviews for uh, for the home improvement companies. Google is taking those reviews into account when it's ranking uh, companies. Places like Angie's List and Yelp are also out there, uh, you know, providing reviews. And it's something that, from a process standpoint, I think that home improvement companies can address you know, very specifically in their processes to at least stay up with all the competition who's generating reviews uh, rather than to, you know, continue to let the, let it linger and, and not get them. You know, it's interesting. We did a case study with one of our clients because one of the things that we do is we help our clients get more reviews online. And um, they are big, you know, into internet marketing. They do a lot of pay-per-click and SEO and they rely on, the internet to drive leads to their business and um, they really weren't doing much in terms of reviews and in the first year that they were that we worked with them and helped them get the reviews their internet leads went up by 60% and they changed nothing else the only thing that changed the only variable that changed was 
now they just had a whole bunch of four and five star reviews online. It's 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 definitely it's definitely in my mind changed over the last three years to become more important. And I was a, I was a skeptic. Uh, I'm not so much anymore. Yeah. The other thing that's happening is that the millennials are buying homes, and the next wave of homeowners coming into the market take these reviews much more seriously than, um, say, the last generation of homeowners. And so, whether uh, whether I like it or not, or whether we like it or not, it's going. It's happening, and just like everything else in the marketplace, you have to respond to that. So, I think that you know, incorporating reviews into or getting good reviews incorporating that into your post-sale process is much easier than ever before. And there's, there's good technology, technological solutions out there for home improvement companies that, you know, really make it much easier than I think everybody might consider it to be. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, that's kind of, that's kind of our time for, for this episode. Um, one thing that I will, uh, mention is I've asked Todd to be a speaker at Accelerate Live in uh, February, February 7th and 8th, right here in uh, South Florida. And uh, what Todd will be talking about during his time are the top three things that you'll need to know for 2018 in terms of internet marketing and making leads online uh, for 2018 to be successful. And um, he did that for us this year, um, 2017. It's changing so fast. You need somebody like Todd um, on your side because this is all he does. We were joking uh, before we before we started this episode. Both him and I are uh, as far from handymen or contractors as you can get. But both of us really focus on, uh, you know, on the areas of marketing and making leads. That's just where we happen to be good. We can't hang pictures, but man, we know uh, we know a couple things about about making leads. So, um, if you want to see more of Todd, and oh, by the way, I'll have a challenge for everybody um, that will be watching Todd as he presents: is can you catch him when he's checking his phone? <laughs> I will be. We'll have to give away. We'll have to give something away to so the first person who points out that I'm checking my own phone during my own presentation. Right. I mean, it's pretty amazing. If I wasn't, you know, the, the the couple times that I've noticed, I was actually next to you, so I saw you. Kind of saw you do it, but you did not skip a beat. So I think that might <laughs> be an interesting little contest that we should run and give something cool away. Um, <laughs> we do that. So Todd, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, um, tell everybody. We'll also put it into the show notes. But how do people find your your company if they want you to make leads for them? Um, how do they find your company? Sure, that's great. Go to Keyword Connects. That's Connects plural. Uh, KeywordConnects.com online. Uh, you can check it out. I also have a blog that uh, we write every couple of weeks, and uh, I have some videos online. So just go to keywordconnects.com, sign up, and uh, we'll keep you uh, up on all the new stuff that's happening online for uh, home improvement and contractors. Uh, we have lots of lots of readers and lots of folks who uh, follow us, and uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it. So uh, definitely sign up. I appreciate it. Yeah, 
for sure. All right, Todd, thank you. And everybody, uh, again, hope you enjoyed this episode. There was a lot of really good content here. Todd is one of the smartest guys I know in the lead generation space in any business. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And uh, go check him out at keywordconnects.com. You can also see him live at Accelerate uh, 2018. Until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com. Or just call us at 305-856-8788 to schedule your free, no-obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business, and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally... We started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the Wealthy Contractor. Now, the Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing. Group.